Hi, and welcome to the Onlineification Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host, and in today's episode, I have invited Stelland and Anders to talk about corporate sites. Suma just published a corporate site, and I want to know the idea behind it, what the corporate site is, and what it should include. So, here we go. So welcome, Anders and Stellan. Thank you, Alex. Thank you very much, Alexander. How are you today, Stellan? I'm um, extremely well today. And I can I can only guess why. <laughs> the sun is shining. It's a beautiful spring morning or spring afternoon. And is there a good forecast for the weekend? It's a very good forecast for the weekend. Nice. So, uh, Anders, I heard rumors that you've been sitting working on a ball this week. Is yes, that true? I, actually, I've been sitting on a ball working this week, uh, trying to keep the balance. Meanwhile, I'll do other things. Excellent experience, actually. You do you have any problems with your back since before? Or? Yes, I do, sir. And uh, do you feel a improvement of that? Very much so. Great. Yeah, so today I wanted to talk a bit about um, the corporate site that Suma launched recently. And I want to start with uh, asking you, Anders, um, what's the idea behind this corporate site for Suma? The idea is very simple due to that this is one of the things that we usually do for customers. We need to follow our decision to always have a best practice testing, experimenting on ourselves uh, to then sort of work with the customers with. And, and a corporate site, a group site is an example of what we do. And therefore, we needed to get one. Estelan, you've been involved in, in this project. Um, first of all, what's the purpose of uh, Suma's corporate web- websites? So, uh, the purpose of uh, a corporate site in general is often quite different from uh, sort of a, a product website or a services website where you present your offering. If you think about it as sort of a customer journey um, from you know interest, trust, conviction, satisfaction standpoint, it's different when you are approaching investors or journalists or job applicants, which is often the focus of a, of a corporate site. So it's really to separate prospects and customers from those other target groups and to cater to their needs much more efficiently than you could if you blended everything together into one site. And there's a fun part of it as well, which is when when we now launched it, we had two questions. One was, is Suma for sale? That was one reaction. And the other... uh, the direction or, or or question was, will you now purchase companies? So so it's very interesting. As soon as Suma had a corporate site, then people thought that it's either for sale, or at least two people thought it's either for sale or they're going to start buying things because they have a group site. And we can say two things. Suma is not for sale and we're not going to buy any companies. That's good to clarify. <laughs> So, so we do this uh, in order to experiment and, uh, and gain learnings for um, uh, for us to, to help uh, companies that that need a, a corporate site. So, 
Stella, do you think that uh, that all type of companies should have a corporate site or are there specific? No, I think uh, we do it primarily because we want to create best practice. So um, we need to first, uh, as we have talked about in, in other episodes, we need to first create an experiment and then see what works and then make it into best practice. Um, but normally a company of the size of Suma with the agenda of Suma which is, as Anders was saying, not to get sold or buy any other companies. Um, we wouldn't necessarily need to have corporate site. Um, and we actually have uh, our, our career section and, and job applicant section on our, on our main website for that, for that reason. And, and I mean, of course, there's a vast amount of companies. All companies that are listed need to have a group site. And some of them prefer to... If they're an international global company, they, they prefer to separate them while others have it mixed because they have some kind of thought that if you have a group site on .com uh, because you don't sell anything centrally in the head office, then you can sort of localize the full offering while at the same time we, we can say that still the most sort of common search is .com. So if you want to buy something from a, from a company, whether they are listed or not, that is how you search. Some companies differ between .com and the group site and some don't. And do you have any recommendation there, Anders? What's your... Generally speaking, I, I, I think it's two very, very different type of target groups. And the investor or, or if if you work with analytics or if you you um, sort of are in the financial target groups you find your way to find the offering anyhow but you want to find all the financial data and background in one place in a very easy way so definitely to have two separate is is my uh, basic recommendation i don't know what stalin says yeah for the reason mentioned before as well as different target audience with different needs um so no, nobody else is going to sort of dwell into uh, five, 10 years of financial history, but an analyst will definitely do if you're, if you're a listed company. So Anders, what do you think a corporate site should needs to include? I mean, there's mandatory things if you are a listed company that you need to fulfill, depending on where you are listed or a note company. Um, but, but then you, you need to ask with all other things, who are we interested in reaching and who's interested in finding out things about us or, or um, reaching us? And, and I think generally speaking, you need to do an approach as if you would sell something. You need to do an approach of covering all content that could be relevant for the people who are interested or for the ones that you want to reach. And I think you should strive for being way more transparent than the rules tell you to be if you, for example, are a listed company. And I think financial reporting and, and the financial information that you provide, you should try to add more things than the mandatory stuff. You should try to bring value by showing other types of figures. And I know that's not included in, in your question, 
But I, I challenge all companies in the whole world here and now, show the figures on your corporate site of internal satisfaction and external satisfaction. Show it transparently for everyone on your corporate site, internally and externally, show it. And when you, when you say show those metrics, is that an NPS you refer to or? I mean, it doesn't matter if it's an NPS or any, any type of customer satisfaction or employee satisfaction index. Show the mm. figures, show, show them all transparently and show the plan that you have to make them better or keep them or whatever your aim is. That, that I think is an excellent challenge for all companies in the whole world, having a corporate site or not. And uh, Stellan, uh, as mentioned before, you've been also involved in this, uh, in creating this page. Uh, what learnings have you to share uh, now? when we have launched it. Think through um, your entire information architecture. And so what information goes where? I know it's a very common theme to end up doing duplicates. Classic one is uh, sustainability. Um, another one is careers, because you often think that if you put it in one place um, only, then you know some people might miss it. So whereas I think it's it's just about how clear you are in, in what information goes where. Um, and to think that through rather than to have all information everywhere doesn't make it easier for anyone. Okay. But uh, if we take sustainability, for example, and the corporate site is um, targeting to, to stakeholders like uh, investors or, or media, then if you want to, to um, publish content about your stadium below to work toward targeting the the customers and uh, do, should you have it on two places then or it's different information yeah um, so i don't think your your uh, prospects are sort of very keen uh, to know the nitty-gritty things of how your framework for working with sustainability looks like but but they're keen on knowing you know what good causes do you su support yeah. Um, and, you know, are you, are you using uh, sweatshops or are you paying people a living wage and so on? So like the, the, the simple things. And, um, and then on the corporate side, you can go into all the details of how you actually process that and, and um, sort of the governance of it inside your company. And, and Anders, have you noticed any challenges when, when creating this uh, corporate site? and uh, any learnings you want to share but i mean in, in in suma's case i i would shortly say no what, what in our case was important to to remind each other about is that the target group is different it's not the same phrasings it's not the same formulations it, it's not the same tonality etc and um, i i would say also from an image perspective that you need to think differently in what you compare with and, and what you look at and other things. But no, I, I wouldn't say so. I, I, I'll get back to uh, another thing, I would guess, later on today or at the end. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. By, by yeah. the way, Alexander, aren't you impressed by the sound of me today? I, uh, yeah, I was um, blown away when I heard your uh, voice for the first time there. It's uh, it's so clean. Yes, it's very uh, smooth. 
Thank, thank you so much. And that it came so spontaneously. I, 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 would, want, <laughs> I, I would actually want to take the, the sort of possibility to say thank you to, to um, Swedish laws uh, prohibit me from, from telling that. But, but a, a very frequent listener of ours, his, his name is uh, Jeff. He, mm -hmm. he runs an e-commerce company. He, he was so thankful for a reason that I can't mention that, that he actually sent a um, pod microphone to me and, and these very ugly headphones. So thank you so much, Jeff. Very nice. Thank you so much. Wow. Sorry if I interrupted anything now, Alexander. Now I want to say thank you as well. It's, um, I mean, it's a very pleasant uh, listener experience as a participant as well to hear your smooth and clear voice. And Jeff, by the way, I know you listen. Could, could you please send a couple of more ones? Because we have more colleagues. Um, and we love these. Is it Röder? It's Röder, podcaster, microphone. Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Jeff. But please send more. And uh, Stellan, I, um, I w I'm wondering like, if, you, if you were about to share one tips for, to our listeners uh, about creating a, a corporate site, what would that be? Um... Anders has probably touched upon it already, that it's it's a different audience, therefore um, different information need, different tonality. You need to get into the heads of those personas as well, if you want to do it well. Uh, and to think through, you know, essentially what your objectives and, and KPIs are, if you want to be, be really professional about it. Um, so that you, in, in essence, have uh, um, an ROI on your your corporate site effort as well. And Anders, do you have uh, one tips to our listeners about creating a corporate site? I hope it was clear that I said one before about being transparent with the satisfaction uh, internally yeah. and externally. It could be um, could be among analysts as well and journalists when it comes to corporate site. I'll say like this, next quarterly report, next yearly report, stretch yourself a bit. Do show how many team meetings you had since March 2020. Show how many Zoom meetings, show how much um, money you have saved through not having salespeople travel around uh, the world how much less you've been affecting the world from an environmental perspective by not traveling by car to the office, by not flying to other countries or meetings and so forth. Show us on your corporate side figures, show us in your quarterly reports and yearly reports other dimensions of the extraordinary times that we live in and show a plan forward for how you're gonna handle this. That will be very, very interesting for everyone analyzing your financial status and situation. Wow, that's very good tips. Thank you both very much for participating today. Thank you, Alexander. And, and Jeff, do remember to send the microphone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Alexander. Uh, thank you. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Spotify or on SoundCloud, or you can find it on suma.se. So thank you very much and bye-bye.